Hello and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It is me, Rich, and I'm back with Kev after a phenomenal night at the King Power Stadium where Aston Villa beat Leicester 2-1. We Unfortunately, we couldn't do a live one today just with work and travel, but we couldn't not do a show to uh, react to last night's game. So, yeah, we were there, Kev. Uh, what a night. What a night. What a night. Uh, early April in, in 2023. Well, a special time to be an Aston Villa fan for me. Um, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I, can't, I still can't get my, my hat on. Um, to be talking after the start of the season that we had, you know, we were at the, was it start of November, end of October when Gerard was let go? We were joint uh, 18th, joint in the relegation spots, just out of it on goal difference. Um, and only literally like two or three points off the bottom. Admittedly, like there's not been that many games played, but there have been quite a few. Was it like eight or nine games, maybe? So, yeah, it was nine games in. Yeah. So to go from that to be in a situation where, like, where, and, and also after being 11th for like 43 years, you know, <laughs> um, was it 11 game weeks we were 11th for? To then go from that to then, you know, to, oh God, Chelsea be a big game. We won that. Or Leicester away, you know, they're not a bad side, Leicester. Seventh in the league, like we're looking oh, nice. at. I mean, I didn't see it, but I've seen like t- Twitter going going berserk saying apparently Sky were talking about us for the top four race. I'm like, wake me up, wake me up. I'm dreaming. I mean, even if you don't get in it to, to be discussed in April, that Villa might be a sneaky outside bet for the top four. I mean, it's unbelievably unlikely to happen, but yeah, to even get referenced as like a little mini percentage of it, fantastic. Yeah, mate. I, I mean, I. I... I keep referencing back, and I know we were speaking about last last yesterday about um, I was on that Newcastle podcast with the the Loaded Mag uh, boys about the Battleground Europe, where they had various uh, fan channels on, you know, and um, I was almost getting ridiculed by the Tottenham and the, the the randomly the West Ham fan on there. West Ham fan was a bit more tongue in cheek, but the Tottenham fan was like, "What are, what are you doing on here, like Aston Villa?" And I was like, "Well." You know, we're four points at that point. We were four points off sixth, and we were. Uh, I think we had a game in hand, and um, you know, we'd won four, three out of four, or four, whatever it was at that time, or three matches in a row. And uh, and I was like, you know, I said I don't know if we'll do it, but we're certainly in the conversation. And then lo and behold, we beat Chelsea, we beat Leicester, and we're sitting in seventh. And like, I keep, I keep going back to that. I keep going back to that way. He was like, there is no way that Villa will finish in the, in the European spots. And look, we might, we might not do it. You know, it's probably looking, it's still going to be, it's still going to be tough. Right. But we are certainly in the mix now. Yeah. It, it well, you can't absolutely for one second say that it just, you know, we're talking Europa League, Europa conference, you know, the conference league. We are absolutely there or thereabouts in terms of the conversation now. Yeah, teams have got games in hand around us, a few teams. Um, but each, it, 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 just like the relegation battle, it's changing each game week now, which is each, each match. God, I've got that wrong. It's changing each night. Because mm. last night, you know, obviously when Leicester equalised, we were, we were up in seventh when we scored. We're then back down to ninth. Then if Chelsea had got a goal or Liverpool had got a goal, they would have, the, the situation changed. We were hoping for a Brighton, Brighton sort of like slipping up at Bournemouth. But... And it, these positions now, because we, I mean, this is the thing that gets often overlooked by most of the national press. And we were frustrated for, for months at still being 11th. 
But we were just basically working so hard as a team, getting those results to keep ourselves on the coattails. Mm. So when, you know, you almost get into that final furlong, you're in the pack. And that, you're that... in the pack and you're beating those teams that are there around you, like the yeah. Chelsea's. Uh, and then we've got those other games coming up soon. But yeah, let let's get on to the let's get on to the game last night. I mean, um, we'll talk, you know, the actual game, the 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 goals. We'll talk um, the moments in the game. We'll talk also a shout out to the atmosphere from the fans as well. We'll talk that as well. Um, but for before that, um, obviously, I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't promoting the channel. So please smash the like button. Please do um, hit the subscribe button. We're so close to twelve hundred. Um, so please do, um, please do hit the subscribe button. And we had record views of our of our last uh, match reaction to Chelsea. So it'd be great to get some some really high views and great to get over a hundred likes again. So if we could do that, that'd be brilliant. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's just uh, obviously just brilliant to react to wins. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into it, Kev. Um, starting lineup. Uh, couple of changes was there um i'm just trying to think bailey sorry kamara came out didn't he kamara kamara came out and obviously wasn't in the wasn't on the bench so Mm. seems like he's his his injury is a little bit more serious than than kind of first thought against chelsea but yeah slight slight move around in midfield but um any was it were you surprised by the by the starting lineup in any way um I don't know if I was fully surprised. I mean, it seems to be... Look, we, we've said it, I think, in a previous pod that it's been great lately that we've not actually missed Kamara when, obviously, um, you know, McGinn's been playing a bit bit deeper. I think the question marks are always over whether, whether Bailey would get a game, you know, whether you'd, you'd have another situation where maybe you'd play McGinn there and potentially bring in a Den Dunker or a Chambers into midfield. But I think he clearly wanted the op- option of Bailey. Bailey's pace, didn't he? You know, when, you, when you're doing counter-attacking. And obviously, there's always a question about whether Duran should come in. But So, Bailey was maybe probably the only surprise for me. With Coutinho being out, at Coutinho, Buendia questions answered. With Cash being out, Young's in. So, and obviously, you know, I don't think, you know, Den Donkey's getting ahead of um, of Louise, for example. So, in Chambers, he's certainly behind um, uh, Mings and Conzo. And obviously, Carlos, he's still making his way back yeah. to four. So, yeah. just Bailey, really, for me, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh start of the game i think i think it was kind of typical villa you know um it was you know controlled possession i was actually surprised at the fact that leicester didn't come out and try and hit us early yeah yeah i i think that if you're a team in the sort of situation they are you game under the lights you know um, it's an opportunity fast start like we've done a hell of a lot at home this season mm. to, to put a little bit of a of a puncher in our, you know, in our, in our, in our tire, you know, and and slow us down, and they didn't really. I think we controlled the tempo of, of pretty much the entire game. Really, they had a little bit of a spell, didn't they? Obviously, when they when yeah, but yeah, I, I thought you know he brought Vardy back in, try and get that bit of nostalgia back, and try and harry our defenders. But I, I saw a stat that he touched the ball fourteen times in in his seventy six minutes on the pitch, so it was clear that that Vardy experiment didn't work. And yeah. Yeah, I was I was just expecting like especially there the, the, when they played us at our place. I know we gave them we gifted them their goals, but that f- and Tielemans probably makes a big difference. But that Madison, uh, Ianacho, Tete, and Barnes that front four tore us to shreds at times at home, and and it was only Barnes who really really showed anything yesterday. I, I didn't see much from Madison either. 
Nah, a couple of touches here or there, you know, a couple of half turns. But yeah, I wasn't that impressed at all, really. Um, I, I did some um, sort of a bit, of, bit of research before this pod. And even when you look back on, you know, the entirety of, of Emery's era, the only loss in a game you'd say would be probably like surprising is that Leicester loss at home. Mm-hmm. We're talking, mm-hmm. what, 16 games in charge now. You know, we've, um, we've won 10 of them. We lost to Liverpool at home, obviously, early on in his reign. And, you know, Liverpool on the day, they beat Man United 7-0. Like, you know, they they are obviously highly inconsistent this season, but still it's clear, still clearly are a, a quality team. We lost to Man City away. I mean, I still say we won the second half 1-0. Um, yeah. So, to the league leaders at home when we were writing the game up until the last minute, the only loss, the only blot on our copybook, really, is that Leicester loss at home with, you know, mm. draws... Draws at home to Wolves and away to West Ham. We've beaten Man United at home, Brighton away, Spurs away, Leeds at home, Saints away, Everton away, Palace at home, Bournemouth at home, Chelsea away, Leicester away. I mean, and we were 18th, joint 18th in the league when he took over. You, I, I can see, I can sense the just the, the awe in your voice there. You just can't believe it. it I can't. And it, it's it's the way that it's not like, you know, not like we're having like shot after shot after shot after shot, but... We seem fairly untroubled. Yeah, 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 absolutely, I, mate, absolutely. It's 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 just night and day. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into kind of players and and a little bit of tactics and stuff. We we'll obviously got a talk in tactics coming up this week as well. Uh, obviously, with a quick turnaround, we couldn't do the Chelsea game and then the Forest game, so we'll probably do a two in one. Um, and it's obviously great to talk about two victories. So, but yeah, we'll talk talk players and stuff as well in a bit, Kev, but. Yeah, I mean, look, we we we, we can't. It's the superlatives are just, just, it's just crazy. And um, but obviously, yeah, uh, uh, just getting us settled into the game, and it was clear that we we had controlled possession. It was clear that we were kind of spreading the play quite well, and Moreno was getting forward quite well. Buendia and um, McGinn were finding those little bit of spaces. Ramsey was probably Ramsey and and Bailey were a bit quiet for certainly for those first twenty minutes, but that key moment. Um, we, you know, where we're waiting for that space to open up. Key moment, Consab ball into Buendia. Um, beautiful through ball to Watkins. And then, you know, a man in absolutely top form finishes. Well, actually, there was a little flick around the corner, wasn't there? Well, not around the corner, like a little flick up from Louise. The ball went into Douglas uh, Louise. Yeah, sorry, yeah. He, he did a little, I mean, it was probably a fairly risky move. It doesn't come off because it went fairly close to the player, but like literally just the first time dink basically into Buendia. He controlled it. He's first assist of the season, as we discussed last night at the game. Um, and Watkins does what Watkins does, which is score away. You know, he's um, the last person to score um, in six consecutive away games. You know that was? I do, mate. I do. Sergio Aguero for Man City yeah. in 2017. Yeah, so it's six years. Um, I mean, it's some form, isn't it? And he, he's he's breaking all sorts of records, you know. Yeah, five- yeah. And, and, and you made a key point to your lad who was at the game. Obviously, we were chatting. You made a key point about what he did in the in the build up to that goal, like as he was controlling the ball. Yeah, well, it, it's just the way he, he, he basically gets his gets his body in the way and, and, and protects the ball. I mean, you know, my lad went to his first away game last night, as you know. But anyone watching this, and you know, Villa, thanks so much for that because he could have got a <laughs> first memory to get an eighty seventh minute winner, which we'll come on to. Is obviously incredible memories for him. You know, standing on the seat, you know, singing all the songs. Jamie Vardy's wife is a what? No, no, we don't, yeah. sing, that. We don't sing that one. We don't sing that one, son. But 
I've been saying to him in his own football consistently. I mean, he played a game last weekend and had the ball and someone just ran from behind him. He's probably a bit quicker and just took it off him. And I said, if you've got your body in the way, protected the ball, you're going to get at least going to get a penalty or a free kick. And if you look at the odds of him getting that, if you looked at whatever percentage XG in that situation, you know, the, the, the word, of, word of the moment XG, like he had two defenders coming on him. He had a goalkeeper. And he still managed to look after the ball and then get his foot to it and took it away. I mean, it was mm. it was a fantastic, fantastic goal, particularly from the move, obviously from the back, straight through the middle, cutting through the lines. And, and Leicester played deep last night. You know, they at times they were like a at home, like a five-four-one. Yeah, four they were they were literally just damage limitation, weren't they? So to cut through that, which was again always something that we we, we struggled with. Yeah, and yeah. And it's another one of the curses slayed. I said this to you during the game, you know, the third kick curse, Emery's cut that one through, Grim Reaper that one. Um, we don't win away from home. You know, we didn't win it all season where we've won like <laughs> nearly every away game pretty much, you know, that we've played other than West Ham and Man City, which is uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, we don't win in the third kick. Well, we've done that a couple of times now. And I said to you last night, we never beat 10 men, do we? So no. West Ham a couple of years back under Smith. Um, earlier in the season, obviously, we played Leeds against 10 men. 10 men last night, what happened? Another curse. Emery, and, Emery. And, a Buen, and Buendia assist. A Buendia and assist a Buendia as assist. Well. doesn't happen as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. Obviously, before that, the drama of the second half, um, you know, Leicester did threaten a couple of times. Obviously, um, uh, Suter had a, had a free header that I think hit the post. And that was, I think, before our goal. Um, yeah. And then... You know, uh, to be to be fair, a really really good goal um, from from Harvey Barnes. You know, long raking ball from I think it was Fayers at the back, um, which we probably should have cut out. We should have put a bit more pressure on him. But wonderful control and pace from Barnes, and just a great finish. Well, that's another thing I was telling to my lad. Um, was um, that first touch from Barnes is is the reason he gets the goal. I mean, he's got obviously he's got electric pace, but the first touch away from you, and once he's away from him, worst case scenario, he's getting a free kick on the edge of the box or maybe a penalty. But once he's in, an unerring finish, you know, power powerful into the corner. That's the kind of player Barnes. I mean, I know he's like I don't think his stats are great otherwise. I saw um, Gareth from um, from our pod. I think it was put put a tweet out earlier, but. Um, well, it might be, it might not be Gareth, but I saw some stats earlier that were put out there saying apparently like a lot of his other stats in terms of sort of like, you know, ball retention and completed passes that aren't great. But when I see him doing that, I think, my God, if we had, you know, him on our wing ahead of, you know, maybe some of the other options um, or, or a winger that is just a bit more electric and can do yeah. something like that, we'd be an unbelievably potent force attacking. Yeah, wise. I think I think he'll be up, up for grabs at the end of the season and he's definitely one to consider. Uh, but yeah, if a little bit, as we've talked about with wingers, you know, inconsistent. But he did he did his job in that situation. But otherwise, Ashley Young did a fantastic job on him for the rest for the rest of the game. And you know, we're still talking about a thirty-seven year old. I, I don't even want to bring his age into it because he's just so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got to expect as well. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care whether you're a twenty-two year old. I don't care if you're with your your Reese James, you know, or Carl Walker. You come up against Harvey Barnes, you know, maybe once in the game he's going to get past you. Mm. You know, I, I think this is sometimes, sometimes we have a situation where we, you know, I mean, this is football fans for you, isn't it? But like, look at the relegation battle right now. Like what? No one's allowed to be in trouble. Let's just, you know, get rid of all the managers. And I know. No I know. one's, you know, everyone's got to stay up out there. That's why it feels like people think about it. Like, oh, Ashley Young got beaten once by Barnes. Well, you can't get a hundred percent of everything right. And 
he maybe did. He could have held off a little bit, but sometimes you get caught up by a great ball and a, a bit of pace and, and and a great finish. Sometimes yeah. it happens. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Um, so yeah, we we managed to get to half time one uh, one. I know Leicester did have a little bit of a spell, uh, but other than that, um, you know they they you know we 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 survived pretty well for the rest of the for the rest of the game uh, for the rest of that half, and then you know second half again you're expecting Leicester to come out at us and really push, but didn't really transpire that that they that they did. You know it was just again much of the, more of the same and. One or two half chances for us, um, and then the 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 kind of key moment on the 70th minute. Jusby Hall had already made a rash challenge earlier on, got a yellow card, and then you know again you, you're tackling someone like Ashley Young late. He's going to make sure that that situation goes to our advantage, isn't he? And ultimately got a second yellow. Yeah, I mean it, the last thing you need from a Leicester perspective, but the, the absolute thing you do need from a Villa perspective is. Um, is a sending off when when the game's nicely poised at one one. Um, you touched on it there, but I was if I was a Leicester fan, I'd be absolutely like so annoyed at their their second half response because you'd think they got the goal back. Um, second half, you know, you key when you win that game last night, Leicester, and you absolutely fly up the league. You know, it, it would have been a, it would have been a huge huge win for them. I know they're against an informed Villa team; it wasn't going to be easy, but it would have it would have took them to fourteenth in the league. So, I mean, still, it's not all game over for them. But to get that response in the second half from the players, I think that was uh, that was really, really surprising. But but obviously, a, a great tonic for Aston Villa in terms of what we went on to do. To then get that compounded by a sending off. Well, there was only going to be one team I thought was going to win it really before that sending off. So, to then have that to happen. Then the question was, you've got, what what minute was it in? Like 70th minute somewhere? Yeah, 70th minute, he got sent off. You've got 20, um, 25 minutes, maybe. Villa, can you do what you don't normally do? Can you break down 10 men and get a winner? Yeah, exactly. And that's... we we, we I, th- I was always quite confident that we would. We were still very measured. But I think I think the changes that, that Emery made, and this is kind of the key thing with Emery. You know, he's made changes at half-time. He's made, you know, tactical switches where he's changed formation. He's, but what he did yesterday was, you know, brought Duran on to be an extra body up front that's going to because essentially when you're playing against 10 men they're just going to put everyone behind the ball that's what happens and these days teams are extremely difficult to break down it don't it doesn't matter what level they're at you know and, and our and our play is generally quite you know measured and, and quite slow but what he what you're waiting for is a is a is a bounce ball a second ball a misplaced pass something that, that, that that's going to be out of the ordinary and bringing someone like a duran on and then ultimately, a Bertrand Traore on is going to do something that's the unpredictable. And yeah. I mean, what can you say? I, out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, I mean, they were lucky actually because there was a passing earlier on. That um, so who was it gave the ball away for the um, the goal? And Didi, I think it was um, I think it was it Mendy before trying. Men- to... Mendy made it like a silly pass, pass, yeah, that went up in the air, yeah. And then we got it, and then Ndidi then just rolls it to his left. I don't know if he miscontrolled it. Well, well I think I think the left the the left back is either Barnes or or whoever's playing at left back made a run, and he thought the ball was going to go in front, but indeed yeah. he played it as if he was playing it to his feet. But yeah. obviously Troyore was there, and the rest, as they say, is history. I mean, it's just pure instinct from him, but he's got that. And I saw someone else put another tweet out, like I said, the difference between Traore and Bailey is 
is I can't think of any real moments of magic that Bailey's done to, to like to, where you can think of a few examples with Traore, can't you? Quite a few. Examples. Yeah, it, it, it's just that you know, obviously Bailey scored some good goals, but we hundred percent that not that obviously we can't know for certain, but. In those in that situation, I don't know any other player in that Villa side that would that would have had the the balls to just hit it like that. Like Maggie just, McGinn. And, yeah, maybe, but you know, he's been on for five minutes, had he? Or something like for, that. He's been on for two minutes. Yeah. And he just he just does that straight away. It's like, you know, Bailey would have potentially had a touch, or any other player would have probably had a touch, or you know, Ramsey, we were talking about him trying to drive into the box like he was doing before, but instead he was laying it off when he when he had space to run into. You know, you could see the other other players in that position doing making a different choice, whereas he had the just the instinct just to hit it. And I mean yeah. the scenes in the OA end were just unreal. Oh, it was absolute magic. I mean, I, again I say a lot when I play when I play football myself, like you know, sometimes you've got to buy a ticket. You buy a ticket, you might win the raffle every now and then. And no, don't get me wrong, I sometimes shoot a bit too much. But, um, you know, if Traore doesn't have that shot there and you try, you know, you can't keep being too meticulous at times. You've got to have a shot, it might come off the keeper or it might fly in the the, the, the top corner, basically. And, oh, the absolute limbs. I mean, I could not have written a better first game for my boy to go to. You know, he's, he's eight years old. You know, he's, he's staying up extra late to go to the game, you know, um, you know, well, gonna, it gets even better for him because we got we got a McDonald's at the end of the game because, because, <laughs> because as, obviously, as you know, the Wi-Fi was down in the ground, so you couldn't get any food or drinks in the ground. I mean, that chant, by the way, going down with the Wi-Fi, <laughs> going down with the Wi-Fi, was genius. Um, but you know, we, we get a goal, they get one back. It's nicely poised. I'm thinking, come on, Villa, get a winner from giving this memory of his life. I know I how I, I felt about it. I know how you felt about it because we were on top, like jumping on top of each other. Imagine being eight years old, like getting swamped by all these men. It's just you'll, you'll think that that's what it's like every time, you know. I mean, my, my son's first away game was Newcastle this season, and we lost four oh, nil. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my first ever Villa game was nineteen ninety. I was nine years old, and we beat Port Vale six nil in the FA Cup fourth round. So I thought it was going to be like that every week. There you go. There you go. Um, but but just a magic moment, and then the scenes at the end were obviously, you know. We've won the game. Trail Ray, they've come over to where the AOA fans are. We're all singing, oh, Bertram Trail Ray. Then the players join in and start singing it as well. Look, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. You don't want to have that. that remember that famous picture away at Southampton when we, we were top of the league under John Gregory? Yeah. yeah, let's not get too carried away. But if you can't enjoy moments like this, and this is this is almost for me, like it's a bit similar to that championship run we went on, you know, where you start yeah, to have that vibe. It had that vibe about it. Build momentum. Who knows what's going to happen, you know? But yeah, we don't we don't want this bubble to get burst. But we 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 are huge favourites for that game against Forest. I mean, Cooper's just been given the dreaded vote of confidence from uh from from the from the chairman of Forest. Um, they they're not great on the road. I mean, we don't want to be complacent, and I'm sure Emery will get him set up to do a professional performance. But we should be beating a Nottingham Forest, and then and then it's my God, what a game we've got against Newcastle. You know, know what a game I know. and. And and I still we've got we've got to look at this now and think that there's everything to play for. I mean, they could easily Newcastle lose to West Ham tonight. <laughs> Maybe they won't with the form they're in, but you know. And then all of a sudden they got Brentford away and they got us. And I'm thinking, yeah. hey, the games aren't easy for them either, you know. And no, it, no. you know, everyone's got tricky games, and we've got to play all the teams around us. We've got Brentford, Brighton, Liverpool, Tottenham, 
Tottenham. By the way, can we just take, take, take a moment, Richard, to talk about this, right? Well, we're in early April. Yeah, I know there was a World Cup break, so it's maybe more like sort of like, you know, early March, but we, we are ahead of Liverpool and Chelsea in the league. I know, it, it pinches out and it's not, we're, we're actually like four points ahead of Chelsea. Like, it's not like, you're not like, you know, goal difference or something. It's like, five points, there's distance there. I, honestly, it, it's just brilliant to be on this one. And you hit the nail on the head earlier. It's like, we, we picked up those wins. We stayed in 11th. We kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And then you continue those wins. You beat a Chelsea, you beat a, you know, a, a, obviously a Leicester or you draw against the West Ham. You, you just keep chipping away. And then ultimately then they, that one or two of those teams drop points, like a Fulham against the Bournemouth. And all of a sudden you're above them. And that, yeah. that's, that's how it works. That That's obviously everyone knows how a league works, but it works just by looking after yourself, like winning your own games, just continually just being consistent. And, and also, it's not just that we're ahead of Liverpool and Chelsea, and as we say, five points ahead of Chelsea. But I'm also looking at the game tonight, Man United-Brentford, and I'm thinking, do you know what? Could do with Man United getting a draw tonight. Or, maybe, you know, Man United-Brentford drawing tonight. Keep, keep us, we're not that far away from Man United. I, mean, I, know. Got, I know they've got two yeah. games in Andalus, but, you know, um, you know, we beat Forest. 47 points all of a sudden, you know, Newcastle, Tottenham and Man United would, would be three points ahead of us. And admittedly, they could all win their games, but you get within striking distance. I'm not, not saying we're going to finish fourth. I think that's way, way, way above, above, above our stations, you know, but, you know, the more points you've got, the more chance you've got to try to get fifth, sixth, maybe seventh, hopefully ninth. Yeah, absolutely. Just just a word, a general word on, on the fans and the atmosphere last night. I mean, it, it's one of those sort of bowl stadiums, isn't it? So when the crowd does get going, it, it does stay stay in and it creates a great atmosphere. But the, the singing was just incredible, wasn't it, last night? And the away the way away support with Villa, like we just I don't I don't think there's any other any more superlatives or more words of praise you can give it. It was just amazing. Yeah, fantastic support as always. I mean, and that's the thing as well. Like for my lad to experience, he's like, I think I'm liking better away. He said to me, "Is it okay?" <laughs> he said to me in the car, he said, "Is it okay to say this, Dad?" I was like, "Why?" Well, I think I prefer it away from home. I was like, "Why?" Because obviously the singing and like the 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 atmosphere, and clearly when you're in a good 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 vein of form in the league, and this this run under Emery, you know, this this juggernaut that that's got going now. It's always going to be a better situation than probably, like, you know, at the depths of that season when you know we had Rudy Gisted and Nathan Baker, and you know, we, you know, we, we were trying to cling on to uh, our Premier League, Premier League hopes. Probably didn't enjoy going to away games then. No, you know, or under under Steven Gerrard. I mean, we went yeah. to one famous, famous, well, semi-famous picture on Twitter. We put out Forest to where me and you were looking at each other, kind of like, what? <laughs> just the glummiest faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but to top it off with, you know, there's nothing better than a late win away from home. Absolutely. I think it's the first time I've been to an away game where we've had a late win. I've been to quite a few away games, but where you've had that kind of like absolute limbs in the away yeah. end game. Middle. Like, you know, it, it was just absolute magic, mate, wasn't it? And, 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 and you know what's great as well? Like, to know that we've gone to another ground where, you know, it, it, I mean, okay, I think recent form they've not been amazing against us, but we've had some highlights from Leicester. We got beat 4 Yeah, we, the, the, the game before um, the lockdown, wasn't it? The game four before, nil. you know, we lost 4 0. We absolutely played off the park. So, you know, it's 4 know, we four did, one at home not long before that as well, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so big win. Big win, big win. Great performance. Uh, well, great, solid performance. Any, any players, any players that we haven't mentioned that you wanted to shout out? 
Yeah, I, I do. I honestly think defensively, again, we were we were really sound. I think Konza and Mings, you can't fault them. Um, maybe the Leicester didn't put too much pressure on them, but I thought both of them were good. I thought, you know, I think I think their passing's got better. Mm. You know, this was something that we talk about a hell of a lot on pods going back a year, year and a half, is, you know, where you play the pass to, to the player. And I almost, I don't notice it as much now. There was one pass last night, I think Young played, we kind of scuffed, it went behind Mings and he had to stop his, and go back, go back to get it. And I thought, that's not normal. So I thought they were great. I thought I thought Moreno did really well. Yeah, yeah. I thought Moreno did really praising Moreno. Yeah, yeah. Good outlet and um, a couple of times actually, where I think he maybe could have had slightly better delivery. Yes. Um, yeah, and he, he had a shot as well. Maybe I think I'd like us to be. A li- I would have liked us to have been a little bit more um, ruthless in terms of our shooting. Yeah, but I agree. I can't, I can't fault. And Ming, Mings and Concert, I think we said it on the Chelsea reaction, you know, Mings, Concert, Martinez, that kind of triangle at the back is just so, so solid. And it, it, it's so important to have that, that, you know, uh, regular back, obviously a regular back five, but particularly the centre-half pairing and the goalkeeper because the relationships that they build together, particularly the way that Emery plays, is just is just so important. And, and yeah, I mean... At the moment, like even though he's not the captain, he's such a leader. Mings, it's just he is. It, it, I always say this, like <laughs> I remember, like mid nineties, like Colin Hendry for Blackburn. Just every ball that went in the box, that that bl- blonde hair would just win every header, like without a doubt. And it's almost like Mings is like our version of that. He's just every ball that goes into boxes wins the header, wins the header, wins well, the header. You know what? Yeah, I mean, for a more probably like. Villa fitting one. He's like Martin Larson was like that, wasn't he? Yeah, Larson, yeah. I think yeah. would just get mopped up and, um, yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought they were great. I think, I think McGinn was brilliant again. I thought McGinn was arguably man of the match. I thought he was just like you know he's used to the ball. He's, you know, I just think he really. I know we've said this a lot lately, but it looks back to old McGinn like twisted and turning, retaining the ball really well. I don't think I saw him give the ball away last night. So mm. maybe one occasion. I just think, I just think he's. You can see that he's playing with a lot of confidence. And I think that that is from the captain, certainly as well, that is certainly going through the team. And it, and it all starts from there, doesn't it? So I'm just, you know, there are things you could pick apart with it. You know, we were probably a little bit profligate in front of goal. You know, Moreno probably should have got that one on target. There was a time when he, I think he hit the post when he really should have squared it to someone. Um, but you can't you can't argue about a two one away win at Leicester that takes you seventh. You just cannot. No. And by the way, Watkins six away games in a row. We mentioned that fantastic. You know the, the eight, stats eight goals in ten, I think, or something like that. Unbelievable stats, really. Yeah. Um, Villa third in the league. Um, you know, since Emery came in, we would be. I think we'd be level with Man City, maybe. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, that part I said earlier. Played sixteen games, right? Away, away, we've only either drawn, drew West Ham and we lost to Man City. That's it. We've won all the other away games. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, the, the stats, are, the stats are there for everyone to see, and we are starting to get noticed by the pundits and the, and other other clubs, which is is a is a blessing and a curse, it you know, in in equal measure. But all we can do, as I said before, is concentrate on ourselves. We've got Forest to come on on Saturday. You know, a game like you said, Kev, which we should be winning. We'll obviously be back to preview that this week. Um, and uh, talking tactics will be back as well at some point this week. So lots of content to come. I think that'll do us, Kev. To be fair, mate. Um, yeah, mate. It's, a, it's exciting times, mate. Forest, yeah. Newcastle, Brentford, Fulham, um, and then Man United. That that's our run. All teams in and around us. So yeah, crunch time now, Villa fans. Strap yourselves in. 
100 percent um make sure you do hit the like button as i said before make sure you do uh subscribe to the channel get your comments in obviously no live comments today so get your comments in we'll try our best to answer all of them you know man of the match for you guys who's really impressing what did you see in the performance that we might be able to improve um you know what did you think of the atmosphere and what do you think of this general run you know so many things to comment on so many things to be happy about as a villa fan you know massive massive one it's going to be interesting it's going to be brilliant it's great to be in the mix thank you for watching and as always remember we all follow the villa thanks everyone